Well, you're in your little room And you're working on something good But if it's really good You're gonna need a bigger room And when you're in the bigger room You might not know what to do You might have to think of how you got started Sitting in your little room da 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 Okay, it's Saturday, January 25th, 2014. It's 9 p.m. here in Portland, Oregon. I'm Jack Miller. And I'm Shannon Emerson. This is White Tiger Radio. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Yeah, we're glad to have you along. So, uh, what's on your mind tonight, Shannon? I have a lot on my mind tonight, but I'm going to keep it simple and just focus on the show. And... Tonight's show, so we were thinking back early in January about what, uh, what kind of show we might want to do for January, how we want to do it, and I started thinking about what is January. Uh, January is the middle of the year. No, it's the beginning of the year. No. Wait, which is it? I th- well, it used to be the end of the year because April 1st was, was the new year. I think the Romans did oh, it that Jesus. way. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. History with, with lesson. With the Romans. Yeah, okay. Back to you. It's about, it's about me right now. It's about you. So January is the beginning of the year, it's the middle of the winter, and it very quickly becomes the end of any New Year's resolutions. Yeah, there it is. Personally, I don't make resolutions. I have one ongoing resolution, which is to never make any resolutions. Never broken it. I prefer to set myself up for failure in other ways, like possibly being moderately prepared for a radio show. Moderately? That's what, I, what do you mean by moderately? I mean middle. So, so, so the theme of tonight's show then, because of the January thoughts and uh, whatnot, the theme of tonight's show is the middle. The, God, this, I'm messing it up. Sorry. The theme of tonight's show it's is... It's a tough one. It's a mouthful. The beginning. The middle. The middle. Or the end. Or the end. And I will be curious if by the end of this show, anyone still believes that there's really a difference between the three of them. Wow. Yeah, how about deep that? Deep thought. Hashtag deep thought, I think. you. <laughs> okay. So for tonight's show, uh, we asked people to give us their take on the beginning, the middle, or the end. You're going to hear what they came up with. But we're going to start off with something that we think is an important beginning. This is the first song on the first album released by the Rolling Stones. Looks so pretty, you'll see. 
pick up that dude they're all they're all just driving along and then they pick up the guy and then they end up going to the chainsaw family house the tools lots of tools i remember random animals and carcass and skin things hanging from the from the the hooks i remember it being filthy dirty there were chainsaws it rubs the lotion on its skin right like a Polaroid snap or a, a flash bulb going off, that ching <laughs> That one. That's the one. <laughs> or the girl, you know, finally gets picked up and she's like all covered in blood and hysterical and then Leatherface is just like like waving the chainsaw over his head in the middle of the street and that scared me. <laughs> And he's wearing his leather face of human skin because it's not rubbery. What sticks better to your face than human skin? Really? (laughs) That's pretty tough. That's pretty punk rock. Let's go buy some snowballs from the Overlook Hotel vending machine. It would add a different smell. Maybe maybe some broccoli or cauliflower to really stink up the place. (laughs) Well, a lot of it was David Soule looking at it from his car from the outside. He kept coming back, and we kept thinking that he was going to be dead, and then he just kept coming back. There was the pantry that was filled with dried goods, and then you walked in the front door and there was this incredible staircase that went up to this sort of open banister second level. It was dusty, dirty, lots of cobwebs, some sort of stew, maybe chili, and we were going to have a whiskey. I'm going to order a whiskey. I'm thinking we would go get a bucket of fried chicken. Ed Gein was one messed up dude. Ew. And she's in the boat. She's in this rowboat out in the middle of the lake. I cut up the hot dogs and put them in the baked beans. Beanie weenies. Baked beans and weenies. Beanie weenies. Which was terrifying. I mean, that was scary. Lovey would have definitely died. (laughs) 
Lovey was just a very petite old lady. I don't think she had a lot of meat on her bones. Uh, Lovey, Lovey wouldn't have lasted more than a week, I don't think. Yeah, but she had old lady legs. Not a lot of meat. She was skinny. Tiny. They don't actually get found. They just eat each other. The professor, no question, covered in blood. Like, he's already slowly taken off everybody on the um, island, and he's got, like, blood in his mouth, and he's screaming, and ah! That's the last shot, you see? I can hear him screaming, too. That sounds like a great day. No music, just silence. So the beginning is that when I was younger, I had a dream. The middle is that I was going for a run, and I actually stopped in the middle of the run just to write this song. The end is, well, when you get to the end of this song, I think you'll understand a little better. This song is called I'd Stow Away, or The Reluctant Sailor. When I was young, I always thought if life got too hard, I'd stow away. I'd go where no one knew me. When I was young, I always had an out. If life got too hard, I'd stow away. I'd sail to Australia. But it never got too bad. No, it never got so bad such that I had to stow away. When I was young, I thought if troubles were too bad, I'd stow away, I could leave them all behind. When I was young, I thought there was such thing as an escape, I could stow away. But it never got too bad. No, it never got so bad such that I had to stow away. The truth of the matter is that there is no escaping your own self and the thoughts inside your head. You can choose to change your patterns. You can choose to change your mind. You can think of nothing or of something else. But don't bother trying to stow away, cause you can't escape your mind. When I was young, I always thought if life got too hard, I'd stow away. I'd go where no one knew me. Now I am older and I know a little better and I know no matter where I go, I can't get away from me. So there you have it. At the end, you're left with yourself. This is Aaron Gately signing out. Okay, you're listening to White Tiger Radio. We started off the show before we talked with the White Stripes, Little Room. It's kind of our theme song around here. And then we talked for a little bit about stuff. And then we heard at the beginning of that set, we heard the Rolling Stones doing Route 66, which was the beginning of a sort of epic recording career for the Rolling Stones. First song, first album. It was not written by them. It was written in 1946. Released on their 1964 album, 
which in England was called the Rolling Stones. But in the United States, it was called England's Newest Hitmakers. That was the title of the album as it was released in the United States. Do you know where it was recorded? Did you look that up? Oh, God, what? No. Okay, sorry. No. I'm sure it was recorded in a studio. Well, I'm like 90% sure it was recorded in a studio. Anyway, uh, that was not produced for this show tonight, but the next two pieces were produced for our show tonight. We began with Lovey Wouldn't Last a Week by Ann Graber. Uh, Ann is also known as Intern Ann on the Phillips and Flathead Radio Hour. She's a pretty amazing intern, and we've been trying to poach her for months. Uh, what have you offered her, Shannon? Ann is magic. That's Anne, all I can say. She has the There's golden, nothing else to say. She has a golden radio voice. We've told her all this. We've offered her all kinds of stuff. We've, we've offered her, actually, I would say perks that the Phillips and Flathead Radio Hour could never duplicate. There's no way. There, there aren't any perks on that show. I feel like they have a hold over her that I don't I understand. Don't well, to wish us luck getting intern in. Indeed. Uh, after that, we had I'd Stow Away by Erin Gately, a song that she wrote in the middle of a run. That girl can write a lot of songs, and she writes a lot of good songs. Moving on. What should I have of this very sweet tweet? The beginning, the middle, or the end? They all, all the parts look so sweet, but can I only have the beginning, the middle, or the end? Which part should I have of this sweet treat? The beginning, the middle, or the end? All parts, they, all parts look so sweet, as sweet as a treat. But which part should I choose? The beginning, the middle, or the end? Such sweet the treat, such sweet is this treat. But which part should I eat? The beginning, the middle, or the end? Oh, it's so confusing to pick which part to eat from the start. Which part should I eat? The beginning, the middle, or the end? Show starts in four minutes. I'd like to begin with a fact. A simple yet shocking fact. In case of nuclear attack, radiation is as dangerous to animals as it is to people. What's wrong with him? He's a woman, isn't he? We know that once a person is perverted, it is practically impossible for that person to adjust to normal attitudes in regard to sex. Hey, Mom. Yes, you. Love is full. Go starts in five minutes. It's refreshment time, folks. It's time to enter the world of homosexuals, lesbians, sadists, masochists, and other sex diseases. If you like hot dogs, you love corn dogs. Now let's get this quite fit. We sneeze into the handkerchief and then put the handkerchief into a bowl of disinfectant to kill the germs. Plump, juicy wieners are dipped in a thick, 
golden southern style corn batter. Don't start in seven minutes. In both its form, powder and liquid, pet soy means doomsday to us insects. But its new infectious soya contains a lot of DDT, not just the liquid. Its DDT content is even higher than government specifications. Through this material, today's youth can be stimulated to sexual activity for which he has no legitimate outlet. Yum, yum. It's a meal in itself. Our all-meat super dog. Snow starts in two minutes. You don't have to just dream about dairy food. I don't know. I'm 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 just so impressed with everything. I've heard it all before, but tonight I'm just loving everything that the people created. It's blowing my mind. It's blowing my mind too. If you could see us both, we're just making that exploding, you know, fingers like fist fingers popping out. No, we're not. We're not? No, we're not. Well, they can't see us. <laughs> so they don't know what we're doing. <laughs> well, then make it sound cooler. Oh, wow. That's a lot of pressure. The making first it sound thing cooler. we played in that, uh, that round was which part by Zane Emerson and, uh, he does happen to be our son, and he's. Uh, I, I said to him, hey, we're doing this show. We asked people to create uh, a four-minute or less audio piece around the theme, the beginning, the middle, or the end. I said, if you want to do something, here's the phone. You can, you know, just do something today. And then two minutes later, he walked up to us and said, okay, I did something. And, uh, and that's what he did, and it's cute Yeah. and cool. He, he was less impressed with it than we were. If we follow that up by Tomorrow Never Knows by Mike Northcott, um, Mike said to me in an email, he didn't say, I guess he wrote to me, he said, sounds of my childhood, so it's mostly about beginnings. Uh, so we had, uh, with Zane, we had a kind of a straightforward interpretation of the beginning, the middle, and the end. And with Mike, we had a more thematic, you know, he felt like the beginning, because we did put the or in there on purpose so that people could choose uh, whether they wanted to do something for all of them or just one. We like to, let, we like, we like to leave choice up to people's choosing, <laughs> if that's a way to say something. Is that a way to say I, something? I don't, I don't think it is a way to say something, but... Well, it's a living language. I just said it, so now it's a way to it's say something. It's a way something. to say something. Awesome. Uh, now it's time for the news. And now I'm Skip Papadopoulos with the news. We start off this January looking forward so we are all born again, waiting for the new year to bless us all with possibility. The first bit of possibility comes from Washington from the State of the Union address, scheduled for next week where... Really? I have to read this again, really? With the State of the Union, the meaningless applause, and the scattered jeers? See, I've, I've been behind this desk reading and saying words to you for 22 years, and nothing changes. 
You start off the year with a fresh perspective, they say. It's not new. Well, only thing new is what you make it. The chances you take and the changes you make to further your position are the only things that are going to be new in your life. You want to be reborn? Get some initiative. Take a chance. Ask out Susie What's-Her-Name and start a new blog detailing why gumbo is a forgotten soup. Walk into your boss's office armed with a plan for the next six months about how you're going to help push the company in a new and profitable direction. And then tell him that when it works, you want to raise. Tell your kids that life could be new as long as they reinvent themselves every few years, but this year's reinvention starts with a clean room. See, after 22 years of different chairs and different co-anchors, I seem to be stuck here in the middle. What everyone outside of me would call a great job, but something that's as challenging to me as sucking down a quarter pounder with cheese is to the average Midwesterner. See, I got, I got stuck here in the middle, silver handcuffs that seem to hold me at one place behind this desk, inside this coal suit and tie, waiting for something to happen, wanting for excitement but thinking it was too hard to make a change. I can't continue to do this. I need a future. I need a plan. I need to make the changes, as Michael Jackson's man in the mirror says. Make that change. Well, today is going to begin. Today we start the upward movement towards the end. Not the end of life, but the end of this. The end of average, the end of mediocrity and complacency. The end of sliding by and knowing that things are safe. See, there's no more safe in my life. There's only motion. Motion and movement towards a better tomorrow. I'm going to write that screenplay about Crybaby Bridge that I've always had swirling around in my head. I'm going to call the woman I met at the Macy's perfume counter and tell her to meet me at Bill's for a drink after the late news. I'm going to run that race and scale that mountain and live that life where on my deathbed I will look back, much like I currently do at my college years, and say to myself, I did that exactly right. Nothing I would change. I'm going to write the ending of my story starting today. We are in the middle, taking a drastic turn for the good, towards a better end. Well, that's the news. A little personal, a little provocative, but that's the new me. This has been your Late Local News with Skip. See you tomorrow. Yes, that was the Late Local News with the White Tiger Radio's very own Skip Papadopoulos. Skip you really gave us a lot to think about tonight, uh, didn't you, Shannon? Yeah, I just want to, yeah. I mean, thank you, Skip, for that. Yeah, after 22 years of you just reading the news that we hand you, it's uh, it's kind of refreshing to see the inner Skip. It does make you stop and think for a minute and just wonder, why is gumbo the forgotten soup? I, I never forgot about gumbo. I did forget Susie's last name. Susie, what's her name? For yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's not important. You know, when you uh, just a little piece of advice for everybody out there reinventing themselves, a la Skip's advice: um, don't call her Susie. What's her name? Just make up a last name as though you knew it. Like you know, what would be Susie Barnes? Susie Barnhill. 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 Yeah. It was just I don't know where to go because um, I was actually looking forward to hearing about the State of the Union. What's it gonna <laughs> What's gonna be in it? Skip, come on. Read the copy we gave you next time. It's the end of mediocrity. Get uh, used to it. I definitely want to meet you for a drink at Bill's afterwards, but it sounds like you've got plans with the girl at the perfume counter. I'm not really... <laughs> she's uh, I, she's not going to show up, so I'm going to show up. Well, uh, what's let's on go your, on. What's on your mind tonight, Shannon? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just thinking, make that change. Make that change. Thank you, Skip. 
Okay, we're going to move on. We've got our next piece submitted by one of our very own here from Portland. My tattoo is a sun that is on the inside of my left ankle. It's about the size of a, I don't know, small orange maybe. And it is kind of fashioned after the 90s hippie blankets that people hung on their walls in college. I've had my tattoo for 20 years. When I got my tattoo, it was a symbol of strength and power, much like the sun literally is. What pushed me over the edge into making the decision to get my tattoo was probably just simply being 18 and feeling like I could make big decisions for my life and I could make good decisions for my life. I mostly did, but not so much with the tattoo. When I got my tattoo, I thought it was totally awesome for probably about five years. And then as I grew up and, you know, it was great when I lived in Eugene, it fit right in. And as I kind of came into my 20s and became an adult and got a professional job, I became very indifferent to my tattoo. And I felt like it was sort of like a cute reflection of me when I was 18. And then over time, I would like for periods of time, I would really hate my tattoo and feel like it was totally cheesy and super like bad 90s hippie art and then I would come around again and think oh you know that's okay it's fine it's not really offensive it's just the sun nobody can see it and then I would think I really hate my tattoo and it kind of would go in these like long multi-year cycles of indifference hating my tattoo indifference hating my tattoo and finally I, I kind of came to the conclusion that I didn't actually have to have it anymore I could just get rid of it what made me decide to go to, through the process of getting my tattoo actually removed was just sort of realizing that I didn't have to have it anymore. I could just call and go and get it lasered off. It was like not that big of a deal. I could look down at my legs and be like, oh, my legs, not, oh, sun tattoo. It was like, you know, growing up and feeling like, oh, I don't need this anymore. Like this was a thing I had. It doesn't have to be a thing I have forever. And there's no reason I can't get it taken off. It's modern technology and I can use it. So the process of having my tattoo removed is going to a uh, beauty place where they do Botox and boob jobs and spider vein removal and skin resurfacing and all kinds of these treatments and going in, getting an, an appointment that told me all about it and then going back and actually the biggest thing it takes is time. So the way it works is your, you ice your tattoo and then they blow cold air on your tattoo and then for about 30 seconds they shoot a laser at the ink and the laser breaks up the ink and your body then carries off the ink and takes it away. The best way to do it is slowly so it takes all this time. You can't go all the time, you have to go every six to eight weeks and then over the course of a year and it might even take longer. If I could see myself at 18 or be myself at 18 and give myself another option besides the tattoo, I think I would have suggested getting my nipples pierced. I think that's the kind of thing that like, it can be there, you can have it, you can feel super badass, and then it can be gone and nobody can ever know that you did it. My sister did that and I just saw her the other day and was like, damn, you were so smart, you got your nipples pierced. I got this tattoo, like you took the rings out, I have to go get laser treatment. Don't get tattoos, man. Kids, just stay away, stay away from the ink. You're going to love it now, and you're not going to love it forever. I promise. Yeah, so sometimes 
I just get really annoyed with Aristotle. Why is that? Uh, well, he had this idea that the proper structure of a plot uh, was that it had to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And so he was talking about Greek tragedy, right? Um, and, you know, what could happen on a stage in an hour, or hour and a half, or something like that. But anyway, what people have done since then is they... They take his definition of a, of a plot, a proper structure of a plot, and they make that into what we basically mean by a story or a narrative. And so unless it's got a good beginning, middle, and an end, it's not really a story. And somehow, through all this, story becomes this thing that we fit our lives into. So if you're living your life and and things aren't going the way that uh, you wish they would, you're feeling like you're not living out the story. Like, I'm supposed to be a successful executive. My story is, is going badly because I'm not, uh, I'm not at the proper uh, ending of that story or something. Anyway, I, it, I, it just kind of bugs me because um, some things just don't have a beginning and a middle and an end. So what are you doing about it? Well, I, I guess I thought I'd write a poem about it. So this is, uh, take that, Aristotle. Narrative, I will not be bullied by you. Just look at what I can do. While you're concerned with beginnings, middles, and ends, I can zoom out or in at will, leaving behind characters and their motives, rising action and denouements, and see the crystal clarity of sunlight on the tiny hairs of my daughter's forearm as she plays with rocks by a stream just north of the 45th parallel in Oregon during the last days of summer. The map clear in my mind, no other moments but this one, enfolded by the quiet song she sings to herself, content. There's no need for story here, now. At the top of that set, we had You Are So Smart, You Got Your Nipples Pierced by Lupin Swanson. I think she gave us some things to think about there too. There's a lot of things to think about tonight. Well, you know what's you know what's weird is that I swear that in 1995, in a coffee shop in Seattle, Washington, I saw a zine that was titled "You Are So Smart, You Got Your Nipples Pierced." If only you had that zine today, you could sell it on eBay for what, like 200 bucks? Couldn't be a coincidence, right? No. People were out. People knew. Even back in the 90s, people knew the tattoo thing. I don't know. I mean, I've got a tattoo. And uh, thanks for the advice, Lupin, if you want to get it lasered off. Uh, that was followed by Take That Aristotle by Eric Smith. Um, Eric uh, has a show at the Hawthorne Theater Lounge. Uh, if you're here in Portland on Friday, February 7th, he'll be there. Uh, he says there will be songs there. Uh, so that was his spoken word thing, Eric. I think is a very educated man. He knows about Aristotle and learned some things tonight about Aristotle. Yeah, I've never heard anything but music from Eric, so that was. Uh, That's right. Last that time we good. heard, last time we heard from Eric was on the cover of this show, and we hear we heard him do his punk rock version of "Moving Out" by Billy Joel, and uh, that was good. that was his poem and his his little educational introduction on Aristotle. Um, I think that. Uh, We've got more stuff. Let's Do we have play more stuff, it. Shannon? 
Play more okay. stuff. I gotta turn over here to the more stuff playing device, and I'll pl- <laughs> and here I'll play. I'm gonna push it.
winning the rib cook-off would change the way I was perceived back in my wife's hometown. What I didn't know was how. <laughs> I thought it was funny as shit. All those macho hillbillies having to watch him walk away with that trophy. Yeah, some of us were pretty stunned. City boy like that winning the cook-off. Hell yeah, that was me protesting. First, he didn't just cook them in one way. I think he boiled them, and he baked them, and then he grilled them. And that's just too many ways. I thought maybe I'd finally gain some respect from the hillbillies. B, the meat he used from a butcher. That's better than all the rest of us had. And I don't think that's fair. Yeah, we could have all gone there and got our meat, but he did that. The guys who came in second and third, they all got their meat at the same butcher shop. The rest of us, we got our meat where we usually do, down at the Walmart. But I guess some people took it kind of hard. It hit him pretty hard, though. It was pretty hard on us. His wife was one of the judges. <laughs> We went back that Thanksgiving. It kind of felt like the dust had settled and people were starting to really accept me. How long are you guys in town for? Uh, till Wednesday. It's, it's a nice long trip. Deer season starts Monday. You want to go hunting? Yeah, yeah, sure, I guess. I don't have a gun though. <laughs> That's cool. We got guns. Now, I'd never been hunting before, but I'm pretty good with guns, and I figured I'd made a kind of a breakthrough by winning the rib cook-off. Getting invited to go out on opening day of deer season seemed like maybe I was being let into the Brotherhood, or at least given a real chance to prove myself a man. Now when I was a little boy, at the age of five, I had something in my pocket, keep a lot of folks alive. Hunting is a lot of slow, quiet walking in the woods until you spot something and can take a shot. Hey guys, don't shoot, it's me! I think he's over here. Suddenly, I realized that I hadn't been invited in hunting because I'd been accepted, or even because I was being given a test that I could pass and enter the Brotherhood. I was supposed to have a hunting accident, one that I wouldn't survive. I've read the island of Dr. Moreau, even if they haven't, and I know how this has to go. I need to circle back around the pond, then I'll have them. You were listening to White Tiger Radio here on a Saturday night. Start off that set with Stuck in the Middle with You. And that was a cover version by Sandy and the Spark Notes. Uh, Sandy let me know that they'll be performing next week at an indie casino near you somewhere. 
Those Meth- girls, those girls are groovy, and you don't want to miss an opportunity to you, see them live, especially. You can't miss them. I mean, if you can just go to a karaoke bar and they'll show up sometimes and start singing, and you will, that that'll change your life, yeah. life changing. That, of course, was the great hit by the Steelers' Wheels, made in 1972. They were pretty much a one-hit wonder. If there's a if there's a Steelers' Wheel hit that isn't stuck in the middle with you, I want someone to text me right away and correct me. But I'm pretty pretty secure in saying Steelers' Wheel was a one-hit wonder. Hmm. I'll take that. After that, we had the ominous, hilarious, and spurious rib winner by Jack Miller, our very own Jack Miller. He's here in the studio. Hey. That was good. Thank you. It was hilarious. I was laughing out loud, even just now. Well, you know, a little trivia there. Um, that was exactly four minutes. Of course. When someone says four minutes or less to me, I take it right to four minutes. Yep. So for those of you at home, playing at home with the stopwatch, yeah, that was exactly four minutes. I hope no one is playing at home with a stopwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely. Well, yeah, they would probably have a phone, right? There wouldn't be a real stopwatch. You, oh, you mean you mean like more generically, a ter- like that no one is actually timing anything. No one's timing anything. People aren't saying, oh, they said it was going to be four minutes or less. So I'm going to time all these pieces to make sure they didn't flab it and just let people have more. We did not. I mean. Let's play some more stuff. Okay. <laughs> Don't you think? I think we should go on with our next set of stuff. It is 4.26 p.m. I am on my way home, merging onto US 30 right now. It is 12 degrees outside, and this is my attempt to drive all the way home, approximately 30 minutes, with my window down. I'm a little nervous. Speed limit 65 miles an hour. I'm putting my window down now. It's certainly cold, but I've got the heat on. I'm bundled up. We are going 72 miles an hour. We'll see how this goes. I have made it to the approximate middle of my trip. A little shivery. My thighs are cold. I'm going to put down the passenger window for the remainder of the trip. That's interesting. Got a few miles of stoplights. Stop and go. 35 miles an hour. The end of the trip is going to be 70 mile an hour stretch all the way home. We'll check in then. It's 11 degrees outside. I have a third window down now. The fourth window will not go down because it's broken. Somehow the third window has directed the airflow right up my pant legs. I certainly have a full body shiver going on. Going 77 and a half miles an hour. I should not be doing this. 
I'm actively getting over a cold brought on by a hangover after drinking a half a bottle of bourbon. My foot's just shaking. My one hand, which is activating my phone, which has never had a glove on it, is pretty cold. My lips aren't functioning quite as well as they were. Coming to the end of the trip, I think I have successfully driven home with the windows down, getting weird looks from people. I hope you've enjoyed my misery. I know you're tired. I don't mean just physically tired. I mean tired, tired. Seriously, brain-blastingly tired of just about every single stinking thing. Tired of trying to get ahead in your career. Long hours, late nights, increased unbelievable workloads with no financial payoff. Tired of social media. Your Insta, Tumble, Meetstagrammed out. Totes awesome, am I right? Following the jimmies? Which jimmies? All the jimmies, man. All the jimmies. You're wearing the newest, edgiest, ugliest fashion. It's retro 80s in the third quarter, then on to jellies, pastels, and parachute pants in the fourth. And the number one food trend of 2014? Citrus. Citrus, man. Really. Here's what I'm getting at. You woke up one morning and everything, I mean everything, went wacko, and no one bothered to tell you. Am I right? Panic and worry set in. What in the name of all that is holy just happened? I'll tell you what happened. You're not alone. Millions of people have arrived at the same place. Where's that, you ask? Why, it's the middle, friend. And you're going to be here a long time. So get on some comfortable pants. The middle is the place to be, if you let it. It's so great when we're in it. We don't say heck yeah. It's mid yeah. Do we accept it? Mid yeah. Embrace it? Mid yeah. Spoon with it at night and feed it Hagendaz? Mid yeah. If we were a herd of wildebeest, would we stray from the middle? No way. Too fast or too slow? Your lunch. Working in the middle getting you down? Are you a mid level associate with narrowing advancement opportunities? Smile, friend. You're not at the bottom and you're not at the top. Directing people like you. Whew, mid yeah. Here's career advice you never hear. More mobility, more money, more likely to go down during the next integration. Am I right? Streamlining functions equals screw you. You're a wildebeest sandwich, baby. No mid yeah there. Socially, the middle is easy peasy. You're no threat. Your peeps like you. You're asked to shindigs. You show up with spinach dip. Turkey chili, deviled eggs, brownies, classics. You might not be asked to meet up with the cool kids for apps at Sushi Samba 7, but you know a combination of this week's takeout will give you a similar taste explosion. Mid-yeah. And then there's the music. If the sound of cats humping, ear-piercing feedback, and a gaggle of muffled accordions isn't audibly appealing to you, you'll be happy here. Mid, yeah. All you need to know about music, you can learn on the Phillips and Flatheads Radio Hour or this fine program, White Tiger Radio.
Then go buy yourself a ukulele and a four-track. Invite your Midland friends over and make a record. Mid-yeah. There'll be plenty of time for fun stuff like this once you stop putting any energy into career, fashion, or social media connecting. All right, those are the basics. The middle is a vast, comfy, stressless world. So slip on those velour cargo sweats. Let ambitious co-workers be wild game sandwiches. Eat good and listen to your kick-ass uke band on this radio show. Most of all, get 8 to 10 hours of sleep every night. This is only the middle, and there's a long way to go. Mid-freaking-yeah. 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 It's all middle, right? We've had a lot of That's middle what the tonight. Lady said. Yeah. Uh, the top of that set was Driving Wind by Tate Emerson. And, uh, you know... Leave it to an Emerson to have a car with one broke-ass window in it. Yeah, and to pull a stunt like that. Yeah. That involved rolling down three windows in 12-degree weather. I guess the weather, <laughs> it, it got colder. It went from 12 to 11 during that. My favorite part was the uh, the lips not working as they were before, and at the very end you could tell. I, I felt it. It was truly. My, my lips got cold just hearing him say that. <laughs> That's good. I like that. He was driving on Highway 30 in Ohio. And that's the very same Highway 30 that passes only about four blocks from where we're sitting right now on 32nd Avenue in Portland, Oregon. It's quite a road. Quite a road. After that, we had mid freaking Yeah. That's the title of it by Tracy Bonacorso, our very own Tracy. Thank you for that. There's an awful lot in there to think about, as there's been tonight. Uh, I just have one thing to say to you, Tracy, and that's hell yeah. Not mid, yeah. That's a hell out. You, you brought a hell yeah out of me. It was a good show. This that was our Tracy's was our last piece for the night, and I have to say I've thoroughly enjoyed what everybody contributed, and I feel like it's you can just give people four minutes, and and it's they'll produce such diverse stuff. We gave them seven words. We said the beginning, the middle, or the end. Do what you want with that, and that's what we got. That was our set of stuff we had 10 things we had uh who did we have tonight we had ann graber aaron gately zane emerson uh who else do we have mike, mike northcott, northcott brett emerson lupin swanson eric smith sandra LaDuke, jack miller tate emerson and tracy bonacorso i think nancy anderson was in there with uh, Sandra LaDuke, wasn't she? Nancy Anderson was she in there. She was in Backup. She was playing Backup on She's Sandra a spark in the Spark Notes. Yeah, I think she is the Spark Notes. She is the Spark Notes. And if, if you were listening really closely, you heard Phil Tiso on uh, Ann Graber's piece, Lovey Little and Leslie. I think he was the, the chainsaw. Yes, he was the chainsaw. He might have done other sound effects back there, but I'm pretty snapping. sure. Yeah. Uh, and we had Jack Miller, too. Did you say yourself? I think I said Jack Miller. I, st- I stopped listening. Yeah. Oh. No, that, that was me. Uh, there were numbers of voices on my piece, including uh, Tate Emerson, who did uh, Driving Wind. He was a voice. There was also Emma Emerson and Brett Emerson and uh, Brandon Emerson were all on there. number of voices on actual recordings. We had a bunch of different sounds on there that were recorded in various places. So here it is. It's 9.52 p.m. in Portland, Oregon. Might be a different time where you are, because we're on the internet. So there are, 
There are 24 different there times. There is no time on the internet. There, how many different time zones are there? In fact, there are some half time zones. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We need smarter people in this room so we know we can have, you know, oh, we have 27 time zones or something. I know. Intern Anne. We need an intern Anne. She could be our smarter person in the room. Or she could just be looking shit up on a device. We don't need to be smarter. We just need a third person with two more hands to look stuff up. We don't have time for looking stuff up. So again, if anyone can tell me, prove to me that there is a difference between the beginning, the middle, and the end after this show, I'd like to hear the argument. I'd like to be part of that discussion anyway. So, you know, um, maybe this is apropos of nothing at all, but as I was coming to the studio tonight, it occurred to me that uh, the 21st century which it feels kind of like we're well into it, though I remember the beginning of it very well. The 21st century is a freshman in high school. It's 2014. When you're 14, you're in high school. Okay. I think that explains an awful lot. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's meet down at the Sushi Samba 7 for some discussion. <laughs> for apps. They, they have the best crunchy eel eyeball roll in everywhere everywhere so uh i do love citrus it's true i think citrus is kind of but i've always loved citrus before it was even popular oh no i can attest to that i've known shannon for a long time but let's I'm play we have one more thing to play one more song right are we ready to do that i think we are this song is uh i had i i can't stop playing it when i'm in my car you've been listening to white tiger radio thanks for listening Call it a day Now would that be okay? Can we just go our own separate ways? Cause I'm cold and I'm wet And I'm willing to bet that you constructed this Separate ways, ways.
Concocted this. Oh.